On this week's episode of Smarter Building Materials Marketing, Beth and I bring on Holly Avera, who heads up our social media marketing efforts. She's going to share what she sees as the future of social media for building materials and how you can use it to grow sales. This episode is packed with some great insights and recommendations for any building materials company that's focused on getting more out of their social media. So with that being said, let's get into the podcast. Welcome to the Smarter Building Materials Marketing Podcast, helping you find better ways to grow leads, sales, and outperform your competition. And now, here are your hosts, Zach Williams and Beth Popnikoloff. All right, welcome, welcome, welcome. I am Zach Williams alongside my co-host, Beth Popnikolov, and we have an awesome show for you today. We have Holly Avra, our social media marketing manager, joining us today to talk about the current state and future state of social media for building materials companies and what they need to be doing now to grow sales. So Holly, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Just for our listeners, tell everyone what you do. Like, what do you focus on on a daily basis? And then we can talk about what prompted this episode. There are four things that I focus on each day for social media, strategy, content, listening, and engagement. And that's what you do for our clients, right? Yes. And this is not a pitch for our social media work, but I think that you know the reason why we brought Holly on is because there's some big shifts that we're seeing within social media. And Holly has been the one who's been spearheading it. And that's what we want, really want to talk about today is where is social media going and why is it so important for building products companies to care about it? Because social media is no longer just like a a little thing that you do to make yourself feel good because you get more followers and like people like what you have. Like it's where your audience is. It's where they are online. It's where they're spending time and the companies that are there and they're focused on building the right way are the ones that are going to win, you know, three to five years from now. Right? Absolutely. What we want to be able to look back in a year and say, yes, this is exactly what happened. We're so glad we did this instead of this is exactly what happened. Why didn't we start this sooner? That there's like an oh shoot moment. So it's like either oh yes or like oh shoot. Like that's what this like moment is about. It's like either like okay we're gonna double down and we're gonna do this, or we're gonna look back and go man we should have done that. Absolutely. So Holly Zach's already alluded to it a bit, but let's just jump in and say where is marketing going and why is social media so important to stay ahead of it? Marketing is making a move towards the personal and personalization and customization in a way that we have never seen before. And that is coming from the technology that is now available to uh, for people to engage with and for companies to take advantage of. So the question now is, I have this opportunity to reach more people than I ever have before. More content is being created than ever has before. How do I actually talk to my audience? How do I reach my audience? This is where they are. This is where I need to be. How do I engage with them? How do I build relationship with them in this environment that is customized to them? And that is where you're going to see higher conversions in sales, higher returns on investment than we've ever seen before. Holly, are we talking about any specific social media channel? Or are you talking about like all of them? In general, all of them. If we get into like Messenger, it would be Facebook's Messenger. 
Okay, so you're talking Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Pinterest, Twitter, all above, YouTube, yeah, all of them? Yeah, that's actually really important to remember that YouTube is is definitely a social channel. It's often overlooked and, and not necessarily on everyone's radars because video still feels a bit overwhelming, but YouTube is big and is having a stronger and stronger impact, especially in the building materials industry. You know, Holly, as we were prepping for this, the thing that I was thinking about that's so important with social media is like, if you look at social media today, like social media today is like email was like 20 years ago, like email 20 years ago, like people that did email really well, like they were killing it. Like the ROI was huge. And now email is like, it's still working, but it's nowhere near as effective because everyone's doing it. If we look at the cost of attention, like underpriced attention, like social media is there today. Like that's what it's all about. Like that's why it's so important like that we're talking about this because the manufacturers and companies in building product space that double down and focus on social media are the ones that are going to win. Like if you think about it, like manufacturers will spend a grand to get a spread in architectural digest. But if you're like, hey, we should do like, we should have a really strong presence on social media. Like, uh, I don't know. Like you might get one page flip, eight grand, boom. But you can talk to your entire audience, segment them, target them, get in front of them. And you're like, I don't know if that's a good idea. Like, like that, that, that's totally bonkers to me. Like, are you crazy? Like, this is where everyone's living. This is where everyone is spending time online. I don't care if it's Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, like that's where they are. Like your ability to communicate with them is, is, is exponentially greater than it once was. And you're right. We're seeing a shift in marketing in general from just straight up storytelling. Hey, this is us. Let us tell you our story to story living. What does it look like? for our products, our services to be a part of your life. And that is going, the greatest opportunity to show that is through social media. Holly, what would you say to building material manufacturers who say their audience is not on social media? I would ask, are they on social media? (laughs) (laughs) I I I look at the numbers. Let me tell you, a great resource is the Pew Research Center. And they put out reports on a variety of things, but every year consistently putting out social media reports that right now, 95% of U.S. adults and everyone in the United States, 18 or over, is using social media consistently. And when you start breaking those numbers and percentages down into specific platforms, you start seeing where people are. And that is where building manufacturers, that's where they need to be. That's where they're going to be able to present a story, meet their customers where they are and have this conversation and relationship about what it's like to do life with your products. Why is that so important? Like, why does that matter? Because you are, it is about them. It's not about your company. It's about your customer and it's about the relationship And, you know, social media can get a bad rap, you know, because it's digital, it's not in person, it can't be personal, it absolutely can be personal, and it can be customized. And you are, you are now validating and showing your value for your customer in a way that we just have not had the technology to do before. Holly, when we were prepping, you brought up four important points to make sure we talked about on our podcast today that are really crucial for building material manufacturers when it comes to social media. Can you walk us through those four points? 
So the first trend in the future of social is artificial intelligence. And I want to say that as often as possible for people to get used to it. Artificial intelligence, it's not something to be afraid of. Robots are not taking over the world. It is using technology in a way that actually enhances the customer's experience. So just imagine the the customization, the personalization that you can get from a one-on-one conversation with someone, that you ha- they have your full attention. Now, when you try to scale that to 10 people, one person cannot give them that same amount of focused attention. And your customer is going to feel that. I'm going to know if you're not spending enough time with me. So where AI can come in, especially with chatbots, is it now makes those interactions scalable to where I can begin to have these personal conversations with customers and that act like a one-on-one interaction. But I now have the ability to have them with hundreds and thousands of people at the same time, which for one person is not humanly possible. So we are going to see a greater incorporation of artificial intelligence into marketing. And you know, you can start with mapping your customer's journey and what does it look like from where they come in and they are aware of our company all the way to where they have completed their purchase and then they're ready to potentially repurchase down the road and identify those friction points. Where are they? Where's the bottleneck at? What's happening? There's a really good chance that artificial intelligence could help in that area. If you identify repetitive tasks that you and your your team does, how can we use artificial intelligence to complete those tasks that actually frees us up to talk with our customers, to be even more personal with our customers? So think about you know creating elements and structure to your marketing and then letting artificial intelligence take over until... We need to you know, have humans step back in. We're not taking humans out of the equation. We're just moving these pieces around so that we can actually have deeper relationships with more people. Holly, we actually just talked about this on our previous episode. We talked about chatbots and artificial intelligence. And I think you're, you're hitting on it in the exact right way. It's helping sales conversations become more scalable. That's just the crux of it. There's a ton of different ways that you can go at it, a ton of different places that chatbots can come in and AI can come in to support. But ultimately, it makes your internal sales efforts incredibly scalable without having to add the headcount. And that's nothing but a good thing. Absolutely. John Lombardo, the global strategist from LinkedIn, phrased it this way, you need to make a role for a robot on your team. I love that. AI can have a profound impact on your brand and on your sales and can help you scale content at a scale that was previously unimaginable. I'm excited to see where this goes. The second trend in the future of social is people and mainly with influencers and your employees. I just want to hit on influencers real quick. It's not necessarily anything new. We we are going to see an increase in influencer partnerships. Where are those influencers that can be an extension for our voice, that can help us be more personable with our customers? The other part that we're going to 
see a rise end is actually the greatest untapped resource for social media that a company has. And that is their employees. What do you mean by that? I mean that from everyone from entry level to executives are going to have this buy-in for what the brand is putting out on social media, because you actually have this opportunity to create socially and digitally savvy employees. And you're, you're giving them permission to engage with your content and then coaching them on what that looks like. And it actually humanizes you. You know, we've seen from the Facebook and Cambridge Analytics, we'll talk a little bit more just about privacy. Privacy is not going away. And so platforms are continuously looking to um, fine tune their terms and conditions and algorithms to really protect the privacy of the people using their platforms. So one of the main question is, well, as a business, where do I fit in? And this is it. This is where you fit in. This is where your employees don't just become your employees. They become your advocates. And all of this happens organically on social media in conversation. I was was talking to a a manufacturer last week about their social media because they're just doing such a good job on Instagram. And they were telling me like they basically just they have social media for the sole purpose of connecting with people that may never, ever buy from them. They may never buy from them, but they know that those people that they connect with are ones that are going to advocate for them. They, like, they literally, like, it's the strangest thing. Like, they advocate for this brand and they never have bought from this brand. They do that by having personal connections and leveraging their own employees. They, like, tell their story, show what they're doing. Say, hey, look what's happening here. It's, it's a continual story that gets people really excited about your brand and the story that you're telling, right? Is, is, that, is that what you're saying? Yes. Like if you think about the network that your brand has on social media, and then you think about the network that your employees have, together, your employees generally have five to seven times a larger network than your company alone. So why are we not bringing in our employees, letting them know what's going on, letting them share, letting them have a voice, letting them, you know, create content where you now have these advocates that are reaching out in conversation, building relationship, being your advocates and pulling and pushing people to your brand. I think that companies have been really hesitant to pursue this employee brand advocacy because there's this misconception that employees are going to present bias. And in fact, what we're seeing is that employees are positioned as having, they have the backstage pass. They they see behind the curtain. They know the good, the bad, and the ugly about your company. So their voice is actually very trusted, especially to your point where you're saying, Holly, if it's from, you know, the part-time person up to the executive, if you're only hearing from the executives, your customer base is going to feel that we're not getting the full picture. So if you're featuring people from the warehouse manufacturing facility up to your C-suite and letting them have a voice on your social, that gives you an authentic feel. And, but it's not just about your social, right? It's not just about building out the company's social. It's encouraging them to post on their own social in advocacy or for, with company content. Yes, creating content that people actually want to engage with, whether it's sparking conversation, if it's leading people to an action, but you now 
you as the brand are not solely responsible for creating all this content that people are going to see and engage. We now have people, individuals creating content, pushing that conversation to the next level, taking people to the uh, the next action step. And it all happens through conversation and relationship that your employees have within their social network. A really good place to start looking as a measurement of are we doing this well is looking at how many of your employees have a LinkedIn profile. If you have 100 employees and two of them have a LinkedIn profile, then that's a great place to have a conversation with your other employees. Some are not going to want to be on there, and that's absolutely fine. A key rule, do not ever make your employees do something on social media on their personal accounts. That will backfire every single time. But if you give them permission and show them the opportunities that they have, 20 to 30% of employees are already ready to be advocates for your brand and for your company, for your products and services. Well, you mentioned privacy and transparency, and I know that's a major concern. It's in the news basically daily at this point. So what would do you think is next as far as data capturing uh, privacy and transparency for companies? The main thing that is now and it's not going away is that privacy is seen as a right. It is seen as a highly valued and the need for it to be protected. And so companies need to remember that that it is okay and necessary to gather data so that you can continue to have customized interactions and relationships with your customers, but being upfront about what you're doing. If you are asking a potential customer for their email, tell them what you're going to do with it. If you give us your email, you are signing up for a monthly newsletter. If you start this message with us, you are giving us permission to do that. Be upfront with them. The more upfront and transparent that you are with your customers, you will see that in your bottom lines. You are going to see that in sales because you are establishing trust. That is a big thing for marketers is to establish trust. And you are going to do that very quickly the more transparent you are and the more that you honor the privacy of your customers. Holly, when it comes to the future of social, what's the type of content that manufacturers should be creating? Video, 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 video. That does not mean that you will never have images and still, you know, still graphics, but we are going to see an increase not only in the the use of video, but the specific types of video, mainly live video get to know you of your employees, employee spotlights and highlights, uh, behind the scenes, what's happening before I get to the product, before it gets to me, what's going on? Because we want to be, we are a group of people. Your company is providing products. It's providing services with a person. And that person wants to know that you know them And so you need to let them get to know you. The best encouragement that I can give for content for building materials industry is to not be afraid of video. We need to recognize when we're doing live video, when we're posting to Instagram stories, Facebook stories, that it is okay that you are not able to control 100% of what is going to happen. 
that's okay. Your customers actually want to see this. What do you do if something happens that you didn't expect? And what happens if someone goes off script or the microphone that you were using just falls to the ground? Like, that's okay. That makes you human and makes you more personable. So you don't have to be afraid of those things. Show us what is going on. What are your employees doing? What are the conversations y'all are having? You know, what are key takeaways from meetings that you just walk out and you think, man, more people need to know this. Put that on social media, record a video. The other type of content that we're going to see an increase in is augmented reality and virtual reality, really honing in on the benefits of using those types of technologies to create the story living part of your marketing, you know, in a separate app on your website, being able to show customers, this is what your life would look like with our product that you can, you can get a, a quote on your roof in real time, choose the materials It takes the measurements. You know, what would my home look like? What would this wall look like? I'm going to take you inside the framing of a home and where would the electrical system go and the plumbing system go? All of these things that you are showing them in advance, why they cannot live without your product. I mean, Ikea, Ikea is doing this. Have you seen Ikea's app? They have this really cool app where you can like, sw- like swipe through their, their different furniture, put it right in your room. You see what it looks like. It's not like just some gimmick anymore. It like legitimately works. You're like, yeah, I actually could see that product in my house. You know, like manufacturers have that same ability too. As you mentioned, like a roof or you know, any kind of visual product, molding, siding, decking, whatever it might be. Like that's like all of that like is at, like it, it's coming into fruition now. And social media is where it's starting because- you can share that content. You can say, look at what I'm going to look at what I'm going to buy. You know, I just saw in this app or I saw, saw in this augmented reality. Let me check it out. When we say things like augmented reality, it makes it sound too far removed. But this is actually a thing that end consumers now really come to expect. It's all about removing friction. We've talked about that a lot throughout this podcast. We mentioned it a lot and we talked about chatbots previously as well. It's about removing friction. And when we say things like virtual reality or augmented reality, it sounds kind of way too futuristic. But like IKEA is doing it for something for something as small as like a $40 chair. Yep. How much more do I need that for a roof installation that's tens of thousands of dollars? Or like you're saying Holly for electrical or plumbing or, you know, even like bathroom fixtures where I would buy, you know, if I'm going to buy a $5,000 tub, I'd like to see how that $5,000 bathtub is going to look in my in my bathroom before I purchase it. If people want it on such a small scale, like these, you know, pretty commoditized furniture from Ikea, how much more applicable is it for larger purchases? And I think it's just an important point to hit on that. It's not this crazy idea to have augmented reality. It's it's removing friction. It's getting your customer that it's closing that gap. You know, we talk a lot with our clients about about the last mile. Sure, all of this stuff is happening on social and all of this stuff is happening on digital, but how do I really translate them from digital to purchase? And this is how you do it. This is closing that gap. Yes, yes. It's going back to what we were talking about. This is a digital way to establish confidence and trust that your customers will have with you in your relationship of, hey, we know that 
your roof, protecting your home, having help, having healthy homes, because a healthy home, you want a healthy family in this home. The products that you will be using are so important. We want you to feel so confident even before you buy it. So you are now creating this opportunity for them to be excited about the the idea of it, excited about the purchase of it, and excited about when it actually gets installed. And so we've taken this tiny window and with our customers for them to engage with us and be excited and be an advocate for your brand. And we have now through social media, through augmented reality and virtual reality, we have now increased the time and the size of that opportunity. And when you do that on a larger scale, when we do that, you are increasing your ability to understand your customer and give them what they are wanting. So Holly, to wrap things up, what do manufacturers need to be doing right now to be successful and see results? Not just pushing content out there, you know, for the sake of having a content calendar. Like what do they need to do today to see results? We need to have an understanding that social is no longer optional. We need to have an understanding that being on social to set your company up well and your customers up well is going to require a strategy that includes presence, engagement, and analytics. And we need to, you need to have an understanding of what makes your company unique and how you can show that on social media whether it's through artificial intelligence, chatbots, your employees, influencers, video content, the data that you're gathering, you can create a strategy that showcases your brand so that you will reach the people that you need to reach. You know, I couldn't agree more, Holly, with that statement, because if you look at what's happening, just look at the marketplace as a whole, the commoditization of products like how, how many more competitors there are just in every single building products industry, space, vertical, doesn't matter. If you look at what's happening there, what we're seeing is that the brands that are going to win are the ones that focus on their brand. I don't like to talk much about like ethereal branding, but it's, it's true. If you want to win, if you want to continue to have people specify your product or know your product, having your brand be front and center and, and creating connection with your audience, it's what's going to help you stay ahead of any kind of disruption. Like you cannot disrupt personal connection. You can't, you can't, like you just, it's, it's not possible. So if your brand is delivering that value or building that connection, it doesn't matter what competitor comes out there because you've got that data, that insight from that customer and you're giving them what they want, which is personalized, tailored content in a way that they want it. Like it's where they are, right? You're making that emotional connection. We all like to think that we're making logical decisions, even at large scales when we're considering building multi-hundred home neighborhood or you know, large manufacturing center. We think we're making logical decisions, but ultimately purchase decisions come down to emotion. So you're building that personalized connection. Your brand is building a relationship with your customers. That's something that can't be stolen from. It can't be undercut by pricing can't be undercut by a new mar- or new product being introduced to the market or new sales guy from your competitor coming into your market and trying to steal your distributors. If you've built relationship, you have that personalized connection, that's a lot harder to steal. 
Absolutely. If I know that I can trust you with my emotions, if I absolutely love your product and I'm so excited about it, and then you give me the opportunity to share that with other people, that's going to make me even more excited about it. If I can trust you in any time that I am frustrated or something didn't go the way that I thought it would, but it's okay because you're going to talk to me. You're going to walk me through it. We are going to work through this together. It's not going to matter what other people are doing because I know you, you know me, and there's this trust that's there. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, Holly, thank you so much for coming on the show today. If you liked this content and you want more of it, go to venvio.com forward slash podcast. You can also check us out on Spotify, iTunes, Podcast Store, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcast. Until next time, I'm Zach Williams alongside Beth Pompnikolov. Thanks, everybody. You've been listening to Smarter Building Materials Marketing with Zach Williams and Beth Popnikoloff. To get the resources mentioned in this podcast, visit benvio.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening.